Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here, and alongside me, as always, my partner on the airwaves, Sarah Jones. Today, guys, we want to talk to you about vacationing and how to budget for travel because we believe that you can still take a vacation even when you're trying to accomplish other financial goals like paying off debts, saving up for a house, or whatever the case may be. But we think that you can still travel. And like anything else, we think you should have a plan for that. We'll, we'll dive into that in a few minutes. But yeah, let's take some vacations. Let's take some smart vacations and let's enjoy our, our hard-earned money. I love that. And I, I almost want to repeat that, Nino, because I think people need to hear it, that it's okay to want to take a vacation. It's okay to take a vacation or to travel while you're still working in other areas of your financial journey, right? It's okay as long as you plan for it. So you don't put yourself into maybe a more delicate situation or more of a frustrating situation when you get back. But I think it's important to just highlight that, that enjoy, spend time with your family, create those memories and those experiences. Absolutely. That's what I always say. Absolutely, Absolutely right. Absolutely. It, it, is it, it is important to take time to, to, take time to, to share in experiences and do things with the family. With the family. Um, uh, I know there's so much that I want to unpack here, but let me start with two things. One, I know that I've shared on the show before that as I started my new money habits, I was on the, the get out of debt at all costs mantra. And I did that for two years, two and a half years, three years, something of that nature before I realized that I was sitting on, sitting on um, 2,200 square, square feet in my backyard that was going unused and could unused could be made use be usable made for, for uh, sharing uh, and spending time with the family, with the family and creating, family and creating um, long-lasting, long-lasting memories and that sort of thing. And, sort of thing. and, mm-hmm. so, and I so I paused what I was doing to do the backyard. And I've done that with travel too, where I think I've, I also shared on the show that I had a brother who was, <clears throat> excuse me, graduating from college and decided that the family and I were going to, go, going to get into a car and drive across the country and make an experience out of it. And it was these things that helped me to realize the second thing I wanted to kind of start off with. And that's something that you have said, and and it's I'm stealing your words here. Um, because they've, they've helped me to really think about things. What's important to you? And you know what? My family and making memories with my family is important to me. Dare I say more important to me than whether or not I pay off the student loan six months sooner. Yeah. You know, I, um, thank you for saying that because when my husband and I were going through the bulk of our financial journey and, and I, I think you're, and I want to actually, maybe let me correct that 
because they think we're still on a financial journey. We're just in a different part mm -hmm. of it. But when we were in the part of feeling like we were more in control, putting together what we felt like was a good budget and getting out of debt. One thing that um, I focused on more and why it caused a lot of problems between him and I was that I was so into debt, 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 pay off the debt, right? And um, nope, we can't go get ice cream with the kids, even though it probably would have cost us two bucks, mm -hmm. right? Like I was so focused and that's, um, and just real talk here, one of my biggest regrets is a darn ice cream cone. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not even lying. And generally it's the first time I've even said that probably without tears. Um, but because I think it's easy to get so focused on your debt payoff that you feel guilty doing other things. And I can certainly share that one of the things I am proud of is that we did take vacations with the kids, even while we were working on getting out of debt. But the guilt I felt behind that oftentimes held me back and I didn't have as, as I didn't experience the vacation mm. um, because I always had it in the back of my mind. I had this bit of guilt and, um, you know, that's why I think I'm so, I'm so thankful to be doing this episode because they think it can bring to light and just um, bring out some of the feelings maybe that a lot of people have gone through, right? Or have said, no, I don't want to do a vacation because I'm working on paying off debt. I want to just try and dispel some of those myths and also encourage people that you can do both and you can do both without having guilt attached to them. Because that's probably number one for me. It's being able to do both without the guilt. That, that is, is exactly what everybody, exactly needs, to what everybody needs to hear. Mm. You know, so, yeah. much, so of much of how, how why, why, and what we do what around we do managing around our money, money, money is, is driven by... Driven by sometimes external sometimes expectation external or expectation internal expectation. And we feel like when we're not meeting those expectations, that's when the guilt, when the guilt settles, in. settles in. And one of the things hey, that I talk about I with about all of my clients of my is the importance is of having pocket, pocket money because I want you to have money that you can spend guilt-free. But it's interesting that you bring it up in this, in this context because so you planned for the vacation, you took the vacation, but you weren't experiencing it guilt-free. May I ask, did, when you took these vacations, did you take on new debt to take these vacations or were they planned for and budgeted for um, ahead of time? They were planned for and budgeted for ahead of time. And you still felt the guilt. I did because I, I felt guilty for spending that money when we were trying so hard to get out of debt and knowing that life, I had never taken vacations as a kid. Mm -hmm. So vacations and taking a year, a yearly vacation with my kids was really important to me because I wanted to be able to get them out and experience different things and see new places. Right. Because that's not something that I was able to experience as a kid. But even though we planned and saved for the vacations, we never went into debt um, going on a vacation. Um, but in the back of my mind was always this, and, and well, let me just finish this thought in the back of my mind was always this guilt. Like we're supposed to be paying off debt. This seems a little bit frivolous to me. 
boy, how much is this going to cost? Because we lived on a very tight budget, right? And so vacation, even though we were on vacation, I felt like I was saying no a lot. Um, because while we planned for it and we saved for it, Nino, and that's one of the things that I want to talk about, you know, really in more in depth. And I'm, I'm curious, you had mentioned um, maybe some, or I think we're going to go through some steps, right? And, and things to not forget about when planning for a vacation. But that's one of the things that we got caught up in is we, we decided on a, a lump sum of money, but we didn't necessarily break it down. And so I was mm -hmm. constantly under this, like, it was so tight, right? Like, oh, are we going to have enough to finish it out? So nope, we can't do this and we can't do that and can't, you know. And so that's what the way a lot of our vacations in the beginning started. And that guilt and and side note here, one of the things that I recognized later on is that a lot of that was just my own scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't that, um, and this just goes to show that your journey is far more in-depth than just the numbers, <laughs> Um, but it was really my scarcity mindset that really kind of held us back and didn't, that, that, that's where some of that guilt was coming from because I was terrified to spend money, even though we had planned for it. So, I mean, we could do a whole nother episode on that. Um, but, um, yeah, so, um, that's why that's where some of the guilt came from. Yeah. I would like to do a future episode on <laughs> mindsets and scarcity, um, be it's wildly interesting. I think we could go off on a tangent. I have so many questions about that, but we'll we'll try mm -hmm. to stay on topic. I think what I like about how we've opened this is sharing the reality of life. And the reality of life is very complex. It's very nuanced. It's not one size fits all. And I think it's important to to reflect on reflect what's important, on to, you what's important to you and ask yourself, and ask yourself you know, within well, reason. I think the other part of this part is of this when I say I took, I say I like, took, first of all, when I say that I put it in a backyard, lots of people can spend, people can spend $50,000 to $100,000 putting in a backyard because it might include something like a pool. I just wanted to do something where the kids could go outside, I could go with them, we could play. And so I think I spent about $10,000 and I think that that was very reasonable given my income, given the amount of debt that I have or had at the point at that point. And then the same thing with the, with the, um, the trip across country. So we're here in Phoenix. My family is in New York. I had not been back to New York for a very long time at that point, probably 12 years. Wow. Uh, my children at the time were two and six. And instead of getting everybody on a flight, which would have cost an arm and a leg, and then having to rent a car when we got there and having to rent a hotel, the wife and I decided, well, what if we drove? Because the rental car comes with unlimited miles. So the only thing you're paying for at that point is days, right? So yeah, we're going to extend the number of days, but we were going to have the car about the same number of days anyway, but now we can make it part of a road trip. Anyway, that, I won't go down that road, no pun intended. Instead, what I'll say is we looked at it and said, okay, what's reasonable? 
and mm-hmm. a two-week trip, four days to get out there, four days to get back on the road. So eight of the days on the road and the rest spent in New York. We budgeted and stayed to budget $3,000. And for somebody who hadn't visited back home in 12 years, has a family of four, mm-hmm. and for everything that we did, you know what? I feel like $3,000 was reasonable because, again, you could easily go somewhere else, like the greatest place on earth or the happiest place on earth, and spend double that easily. So mm-hmm. I think I think not only is it okay to say that you can have these experiences with your family and that you can you can plan for these things, but mm-hmm. it is important to also say within reason. Absolutely. So. And I love that you say that because, you know, vacations can be fun without number one, I believe, without going into debt. Right. And they can be fun without spending way more than what your budget really allows for you to spend. Yeah. Right. If you're coming back from vacation and you really have this feeling like, shoot, how are we going to pay for all of that? Yes. Then it's time to evaluate. Right. And we don't want. What's the point of vacation if you're coming back and stressed out about the vacation itself, right? right? You're supposed to be having a good time. And so um, I think you, and I don't know if you mentioned it, but we talked beforehand. I'd love to hear you said that you've got some tips, right? And I want to see, I've got some as well. I want (laughs) to see if they line up because we haven't shared our tips with each other yet. Yeah. So So thank you for that transition (laughs) because I was going to go there next. I I, I was sharing all of that backstory too to say, you know, I was going to ask you the question um, kind of rhetorically, Sarah, would you like to know how to take your next vacation guilt free? Would would you like to know? Because, well, go ahead. I was just going to say I would, but, but I'm kind of an RVer. So I kind of feel like I'm in this space of like, is it vacation? Is it work? Is it fun? Is it not like, so that's kind of an unfair question to ask me, I think. Early retirement, right? I mean, like you're on, you're on permanent vacation now. Permanent vacation. So, <laughs> yes, so I do. I have um, anytime that I'm working with my clients and we're talking about travel, whether it be for work, but mo- more often than not for pleasure. So when we're talking about vacation, there are certainly uh, some things that I want everybody to keep in mind because I want you to go and I want you to enjoy yourself and I want you to do it guilt-free. And part of that is starts with putting together a plan before you ever go. Oh my goodness. Did Nino say you should have a plan? Oh, that's, that's so enlightening. Um, yeah, I think you should have a plan just like, I think you should have a plan for everything else. And here's the funny thing. A lot of people think you can't plan for spontaneity. I'm going to prove you wrong before this episode is over. You can plan for spontaneity. Yes. So I call them, can I just, inter- I call yeah. them little mini budgets. Yeah. I just call them little mini budgets. Exactly. Exactly. That's what we should be doing, right? Create a little mini budget for your trips. Yep. So earlier you said that you guys had budgeted, you had planned for the vacation, but it wasn't really broken down or anything. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what I think is missing. Oftentimes when we plan for a vacation is we, we think about the destination. We think about what it's going to take to get there. Uh, how long we'll be staying there, who or where we'll be staying when we get there. And so we, we kind of do some 
mental math to get a general idea. But what I think is not happening is I don't think people are actually sitting down and really, really giving mind to what are the actual costs. So that's what I want to do right now. I'm going to tell you five areas of your vacation budget you should be planning for each and every time you travel, whether you travel for work or you travel for pleasure. Now, before I get into the five areas you should be planning for, I want to reiterate something you just said, Sarah. And that is, it is one thing to go on vacation when you've planned for it and you've budgeted for it. It's a whole different ball of wax to go into debt to give you, you and your family experiences. You're not, there is no getting out of feeling guilty for that, unless you just don't feel guilty about it in the first place. But if you're somebody who is concerned about your financial situation and you just want to give your family some experiences, these planning for it will allow you to do that guilt-free. If you do not plan for it and you just charge a credit card and you just come back to deal with the mess later, you're going to have regret. Yes. And I think that that's um, even, I, I, I hear that so often. And um, even if you don't have regret right away, can I just say there's probably going to come a point in your life where you're like, dang, I'm still paying for this vacation six years later, right? Yes. Like we're still paying for those vacations. And I wish we hadn't have done that. I hear it with my clients all the time Yep. that it's just your past don't bring that past and those, what you want to, you take a vacation to create good memories, right? Positive and, and, um, you know, to, to have these experiences, spend time, whether by yourself or with your family, with, you know, whoever with, you know, the girls or the guys go, you want it to be memorable and and fun. You don't want to carry that with you. The memories are fine, but you don't want to carry the price of that with you and have that pulling you down later on with that debt. So yeah. <clears throat> somebody very close to somebody me close who, to will me, rename, who will rename will remain, will remain not remain, will rename, will remain <laughs> nameless, nameless blending my words there. My words there. Shared, with shared with me some time ago that that their annual their family annual vacation family vacation that they didn't plan for the first one. They did not have it paid off by the time they did it again. And then Mm -hmm. they didn't have those two paid off by the time they did it a third time. And so they were taking this annual vacation, but it was, it it was always looking backwards at what had already been done versus looking forward and planning for it. Yeah. No, we want to change their narrative on these, these things, because this can be applied to a lot of areas, right? Not only vacations. I mean, this really can be applied to numerous areas in our lives about just planning ahead for something instead of, I I would say you're um, being proactive instead of reactive, right? And and so you're planning ahead, you know what's going to happen. It makes it more enjoyable, um, number one. Reduces stress, number two. But you're not allowing it again, that past to drag you down. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, without right. further ado, here are the five things you should always be planning for when building out a vacation or traveling budget. 
And some of these are going to be obvious, and some of, obvious, and some of them some you're going to be like, oh, my goodness, it was right there in front of me the whole time, and I just wasn't thinking about it. The very first thing I want you to think about is what is it going to take money-wise to get you from point A to point B? So these are all your fares. This is your airfare, your train fare, your bus fare, rental car. How are you getting from point A to point B? And what is the, like, at this point, you're not even really budgeting as much as you're looking at what are those costs? And then you're building those costs into your budget. Right. So when we took the trip cross country, we didn't travel by plane. So airfare, not not a thing. We rented a car. So it was about knowing how much, how many days did we need it? How many, how much was it going to be per day? And what was it going to cost us to have this rental car? So I want you thinking not only about, the mode of transportation. But then for us with the rental car, we had to, to get from point A to point B, think about gas and tolls, right? The rental car wasn't going to get us magically across the country without putting a bunch of gasoline in it. Thank heavens this was 2017 and gas wasn't $5 a gallon. Right. But... I want that that's the first thing in your budget you should be thinking about is how do I get from A to B and what are the costs included in air, you know, like I said, airfare, train fare, bus fare, rental car, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, one thing that just came to mind that you said there, and I, I want to, I want to ask you about this because you said that you know, coming up with these numbers, right? Doing some, a little bit of research, let's mm -hmm. just say, right? On, and looking, mm -hmm. okay, do I want to fly? Do I want to drive? Maybe what's going to be the most, not only the most economical, but, um, you know, say I've got five days. So maybe flying isn't necessarily the most economical. It gives me the most time at my location, mm -hmm. right? But knowing all of the options. Yep. But one thing that, that you said there, you know, one, I'm, I, I guess I don't know how to ask this. I'm just going to say it. One thing that I always ask is how much do you actually feel comfortable with spending? Because sometimes we can plan a vacation, right? And, and if we don't have an idea of how much we actually want to spend, what is realistic for us to be able to save and plan for vacations can get really out of hand. Right. Yes. And so I want to maybe throw that in there that I think we can plan these, you know, use these costs to plan into our, our, um, trip and create our budget, mm -hmm. but knowing how much you actually feel comfortable with spending to begin with is, is pretty important in my opinion. So I, I'm glad you asked the question and it, it, it speaks to the value of, we don't do a whole lot of prep before we get on so that we can just have a very authentic, um, and spur of the moment conversation. Part of why I didn't say that is Sometimes I like to take my clients through this process to get to an aha moment, right? To see, cause like you're, you're right though. You can, and, and maybe you even should go into this process thinking like, I really want to be able to do this for under $3,000 or under $5,000 or whatever that is. It's what's funny is most people, what, like anytime I sit down with a client, I, like I did this with a client once where traveling from 
Colorado to Texas. And their initial thought before we did any of the actual numbers was there'll be about maybe a thousand dollars. Okay. So I like to sometimes have the big reveal at the end when, because when we go through some of these other steps, you're going to realize that to your point, you should be thinking about what you're comfortable with, but I will actually, like, I want you to actually do the research and find out how much this stuff costs so that you have a big aha moment at the end that says, okay, I'm not going anywhere for 1200 bucks. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Um, but it's a great question. Gotcha. Or, you know, I asked it too soon. That's okay. <laughs> that's all right. All right. So that's the first one. The second thing you need to be thinking about whenever you're traveling is once you get to be, how are you getting around? So if you already rented a car, okay, you got a rental car. Great. But if you flew, do you now need a rental car? Are you doing ride share? Are you going to take public transportation? But now you have to think about how am I getting around and what are those costs? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, one of the things I cannot stand about New York is there's still toll road, roads there. So even just getting around, once we get there, I have to pay tolls. So th that has to be part of my budget. I have to be thinking about not only the gasoline to get around, but the tolls to get around. Um, you know, depending on where you're going, maybe you're doing ride share or public transportation, but these are all things that you should be thinking about. Absolutely. And, and, so easily missed, you know, yes. sometimes we, we forget, right. Yep. We forget, Oh, we're flying mm -hmm. in. Awesome. And you, your plane lands and you're like, now what <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. how are we getting to the hotel? Because you know what, if you've flown, you're probably not wanting to drag your luggage for the mileage that uh, you got to walk to get to your hotel. Right. right. So, and it's things that we do forget about. So that's a great point. And to that point, Sure. You you probably thought about your airfare and probably even the rental car, but are you really thinking about the amount of gas that you're going to need? Are you really thinking about, wait a minute, like I remember traveling for business to Florida and all of my expenses were reimbursed, but have like remembering, you know, have cash on you for the tolls because you don't live in Florida. You don't have an easy pass. So you need cash for right. the the tolls. And it's just, it's thinking about these things and saying, right, I have to have some money for that. Not tons mm -hmm. of money, but you got to have some money for that. Right. And even tips, you know, yes. I don't know if this is one of your, but cash for tips, if you are, you know, your shuttle drivers and everything, right. Mm -hmm. Having that little bit of cash that you've planned for because you were like, oh yeah, you know what? I need to tip the shuttle drivers and and so forth. So you want to talk about feeling guilty? Uh, how about those times that you're what again? Whether you're traveling for business or pleasure, you get to the the um, express bag check at um, at Sky Harbor Airport, and they're taking your bags for you, and you're like, oh man, I totally forgot to grab cash. Like now I look like such a cheapskate, and I'm not. Yeah. So being it, it all goes back to just being mindful, being intentional, and thinking about these things. You're absolutely right. Yep. Um, yep. Some cash for tipping is important. Um, I think you'll see that they, those kind of are built into um, th these others that are coming up.
So we talked about one, getting from A to B. We talked about the second thing you should be thinking about is how you're going to get around when you're when you at location B. The third thing you should be thinking about is lodging. And now sometimes you're going to benefit and, and maybe you're traveling back to visit family. And so your lodging is taken care of. But sometimes even when you're going to see your family in New York, the four day trip to get there requires you to stop and sleep every once in a while, maybe take a shower so that you don't stink to high heaven when you get to New York. So you got to be thinking about lodging and, and, you know, whether you're doing that at a hotel, you're doing that at an Airbnb, you're staying with family, whatever that is, but at least be thinking about the lodging aspect. And this is where one of those tips are built in. Because if you're staying at a hotel, you know, build in a little bit of cash reserves for tipping. Yeah. And I think it's, um, you know, I'm just going to throw in here, check out all the options, right? Check out all of your housing options. Um, because you never know what it used to be. Now we there's so many other, it used to be just a hotel or a motel yeah. or the side of the road, right? <laughs> like, yep. those, those are your three options. Now there's a lot more options out there. So check them out. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and do a little bit of research. Maybe you, you know, maybe you have to drive an extra 50 miles one day, right? But the housing, the, the lodging options might be more affordable. They might be more comfortable, mm -hmm. right? So just take a look at, you know, kind of your surrounding areas and, and all options available for lodging. Yes. Good point. Good point. Mm -hmm. um, um, one of the things that we did there's two things that we did for our trip to New York that uh, I think everybody will find interesting. So one of them was because I was thinking about lodging and the rental car and everything. I actually looked at renting an RV and, and just making like an RV trip out of it. The problem is the mileage. They get you at 35 cents a mile. It's 2000 miles there. It's 2000 miles back. No, thank you. But when talking about like looking at all your options, you know, taking mm -hmm. a look at that was one of the things that we did. The other thing we did is, I don't know if I was already, I don't think I was. Um, I wasn't a rewards member to like any hotel chain, but I became mm -hmm. one. And you know who got a free night before that, that trip was over? This guy, mm -hmm. right? So there's another, you know, just if if you kind of know like, hey, I'm going to stay at the, the comfort suite of hotels or i think we did we did marriott so you know any marriott hotel and by the time we got to new orleans and we stayed at the uh the a a loft in new orleans oh my good like whoo and we got some uber eats and we got uh, some jambalaya and oh it was in some crawfish oh my goodness oh like i feel like i'm back there right now it's so vivid in my memory but <laughs> yeah. we're, we're going to be headed there. We're going to be headed there. So I'm actually kind of excited. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I know you're not going there with kids, but I, as I said at the top, I, at the time, my kids were two and six and we were dragging them down Bourbon Street <laughs> at nine o'clock at night. Like, don't ever go to New Orleans with kids. What? So enjoy that you are kid free and, uh, and, and take it in. It was it was amazing. We made that mistake in our first time in Vegas. Long mm. story, vacation, plans changed, 11 o'clock at night. 
two young kids going down the strip in Vegas trying to find food. You do not want to have that experience. Nope. Uh, At all, you got, you got to you got to meet all of the um, the, the the card exchangers. Oh, you know, all the God, guys who it was, are. It was horrifying for my children <laughs> and for me. Uh, total sidebar for just a second. One of my first trips to to Las Vegas with a buddy of mine. We're walking down the strip, and and if you've never been to Las Vegas, folks, I mean, <laughs> it's not called Sin City for no reason. So they're handing out these cards, these little, you know, call me cards. And so my buddy and I, at first, of course, like anytime somebody kind of just puts something in front of you, you grab it when you first don't know what it is. Right. So he, my buddy sees it and he's all like, watch this. So he grabs a couple. And so now he has like four or five of them. And then he goes up to the next guy and he's all like, no, 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 no. I have the redhead. I need the blonde. Let's he starts trading. He used them like they were trading cards. <laughs> yeah so yeah what a tangent look at that i didn't well, budget you know for what? that see this is how it all relates i didn't budget for that uh that particular trip and my buddy and i set, ended up staying two nights i totally blew my budget on that one but that was way before uh creating any yeah. new habits i digress yeah, that's probably wise. Yes. Tip number four. Yes, tip number four. So wrapping up the lodging thing, think about getting, uh, becoming a member of one of these hotel chains and, and mm -hmm. earning your way to some free nights. Number four, this is going to sound obvious, but I promise you it's not as obvious as you think it might be. And that is you got to be planning for food. Mm -hmm. Like, of course you need to be planning for food. I'm telling you right now, you're not planning for food the way you should plan for food. It's not happening. Mm -hmm. it's not. So let me give you a little, yeah. little formula. When you're planning for food, I want you to think about each individual person you're feeding. So for me on that trip, it was a family of four. So for each person, I thought about like, if we sat down to a restaurant and ordered our own meals, and I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm saying when you're budgeting for it, you better do this. You plan for each person to order their own meal if you average $10 a kid and $20 an adult, all of a sudden, that was $60, right? $60 a meal. Now, the average American household eats three meals a day. My family does not, but I budgeted like we were going to eat out three meals a day. So now you take your 60, you multiply it by three meals, and it's $180 a day day a yeah. day and i can hear everybody now saying wow that's way too much we would never eat that i guarantee you you are going to spend that much money on food while on traveling or vacation yes. right like i'm go i guarantee you it's going to happen and here's the thing, even if it didn't, I'd rather you come home with extra cash in your pocket because you didn't spend that much than think, oh, we'll eat a family of four for 50 bucks a day. And you don't get anywhere close to eating for $50 a day. I'd much rather you, you, you want to talk about going guilt-free? Well, guilt-free means over budgeting and underspending, mm -hmm. not under budgeting and overspending. And the nice right. thing is, yeah, like my family, we didn't eat out that much. And when we were there with my family, so many 
meals my mom was making or whatever. But that money allowed us to contribute to the groceries being purchased for those meals. Mm -hmm. So we didn't feel like complete freeloaders. It also allowed us, like, when, when we were on our way back is when we were in New Orleans. And I had seen that we hadn't spent our $180 a day. It allowed us to experience New Orleans a little bit differently. Like, right. like I said, we got Uber Eats and we probably still didn't even spend $180 that particular day. But like, we were like, we want some local cuisine. We want it brought up to the room, all that stuff. And it allowed us to do that without yeah. worrying about it. I love that. I love it. And I, I like your point too, um, you know, over budgeting and underspending, yeah. right? It's, it's so much easier guys, so much easier to go a little bit over, right. Or even a lot over, let's just be mm-hmm. honest. Sometimes you might maybe way over budget. It's so much easier to have that happen than it is to try and plan and, and you didn't plan enough and then things become very stressful and it's not enjoyable. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, yeah. I mean, you, I mean a, mo- a moment of like real honesty, like real honesty. I, I don't think I actually budgeted $180 a day. I think I brought it down to 150 because I took into consideration that, you know, if we had breakfast, it was probably going to be a lot cheaper than that. My wife and I always share meals, but like, but even 150, some people might hear that and think there's no way. And we were gone for 14 days. So, like, I, all the math nerds listening to this right now, do a little bit of math. Yes, I budgeted it over $1,000 for food. Mm-hmm. When most people don't budget for food at all, they just kind of think, I don't know what they think. Maybe one of the things that they think, and our listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, so, you know, email us. Email us at <laughs> podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. But maybe one of the things that you're thinking is I already spend money on food anyway in whatever way I do that at home. And so I'm just going to spend money on food anyway. But when you're on vacation, you have to know you're spending more on food than you normally would. So just sit down, budget some money for it, and just make it a thing. Yeah. It's just different than when when you're at home versus when you're traveling whether it's vacation or work travel or anything, right? It's home life is different. So you need to plan differently for it. You can't assume that it's going to be the same. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've gotten so, four down. Got we've gotten from A to B. We've got getting around location B. We got our lodging. We've got our food. The fifth thing you should be thinking about, and this is again, either one that's completely missed or people severely under budget for this one. And, and I got a couple of examples uh, that I'll, I'll share with everybody once, once I reveal. So this first, fifth thing is entertainment. You have to have an entertainment budget. It's vacation. If your kids want ice cream, they should get ice cream. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, they should. <laughs> so, so when you're budgeting, when for, you're en- budgeting for entertainment, entertainment though, entertainment, I want you to think though, about to all of it. So I was going to New York, to New York and it's where I grew up I grew and there's up. a theme park there called Darien Lake. Used to be owned by Six Flags. I knew I wanted to take the kids to the theme park. Mm-hmm. I knew that we were 30 minutes from Niagara Falls. 
I knew I wanted to take the kids to Niagara Falls. So I started planning for all of these things. And even so, so you heard me a moment ago say I budgeted $1,000 for food. We didn't spend anywhere near that. And thank goodness, because I only budgeted $500 for entertainment. And boy, oh boy, was I wrong. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so when you're thinking about entertainment, you got to think about all of those experiences that you want to have. And where I went wrong is I thought about admissions prices and maybe parking prices, but I didn't think about all the stuff that you do once you get into the theme park or you get up to Niagara Falls, because when you're at Niagara Falls, of course you want a Niagara Falls sweatshirt. And of course right. it costs $35 because sweatshirts should cost $35 because they have the words Niagara Falls on them. <laughs> right. Plan and budget. And all the, the souvenir pictures that they take that, you know, it's the perfect picture of you and your family, right? <clears throat> that that's 25 and, that's right. you know, all of those things, you know, and even if I may, one of my, the things that um, we started doing and I'll give you a specific example. So in uh, 2012, so gosh, 10 years ago now, um, and I, I don't want to sidetrack a lot, but my husband got hurt and, um, our new car that we bought was in the shop. Life was nuts. Right. And we had planned a, a trip to go to California, a vacation, to go to California. Well, so our other vehicle was a pickup and my husband wasn't working. He was, he was getting short-term disability, but pay is different. Mm -hmm. So we had planned this vacation, but life kind of, dare I say, felt like it was kind of falling apart right before we were set to leave. So I had this kind of like, how the heck are we going to make this happen? And we had a conversation with the kids and said, okay, here's the thing. We can go, but we have to drive in the pickup. It's going to be a tight fit. And if we go, I better not hear a darn word of complaining that you're sitting too close to each other or anything, right? Or we can buy a pool for the backyard. You know, we were really thinking that the kids were going to say they wanted a pool. And nope, they said, (laughs) we want to go to California. (laughs) We we, um, packed up and I've got pictures of them. And I don't remember, let's see, 10 years ago. So my daughter was nine. And my son was 13, 12 or 13. She was nine or 10. So 13, 10, yep, 13. Anyways, growing kids, right? Mm -hmm. So we packed into the pickup. It was a pretty tight fit. Long story short, when when we were planning for the, the trip, though, you know, when you think about Southern California, there's a gazillion things to do. Right. And the kids were like, Hey, we want to do this and we want to do that and this, and can we do this? And, you know, James and I were looking at each other and we had to come up with something because we knew that we wanted the kids to have a really good time, but there was no way we were going to be able to afford admissions and all of those things into in, in packing and doing all of those experiences right into this vacation. So what we did was we had them write down the things that they wanted to do. And we put them all into a hat, all pieces of paper and put them all into a hat. And we drew out two things because we said, you know what, we're going, we extended, we were able to extend our vacation. So we were there for longer, but, um, because we didn't have work constraints, but we said, we can do two things, two big things, right? 
And um, so we drew out the two and they were thrilled. Yes, those are the two things that we're going to do. Well, we got there and that was their first time of ever seeing the ocean. And you know what? We didn't do those two things that we drew because they had more fun <laughs> on the beach with those darn boogie boards and everything, mm -hmm. right? So we were able, and I'm sharing this because sometimes you don't have to do everything to have a really good time. Yeah, You can choose and you can say, listen, we can't do all of those. It's going to be number one, probably stressful, right? To mm. try and pack everything in. You want to go and have a good time. So don't try and pack it in with so many things. Yeah. But drawing those two things out of the hat, every we were all happy. It James and I were comfortable. We didn't have that guilt. We didn't we weren't stressing out at how are we gonna pay for it, right? Doing all of those things. We knew, okay, this fits well within our budget. Um, you know, we researched all of them. It was so much more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Um, and so sometimes I think we need permission, right? To do those things, to be able, it's not telling our kids no, it's saying, you know what, let's, let's have the best time that we possibly can. So let's choose two things or three, whatever your number is, yeah. right? You don't have to do all of them. And your kids, they're not going to know a difference. Let's just be honest, right? right? They're really not going to know. And once you get to a place, you might find that you can, that there's something else to do. Mm-hmm that they enjoy more. And we were thrilled to spend most of our days on the beach, yeah. right? We were just thrilled and they had a blast. So that's just one tip that I want to share that you don't have to pack everything in that you can choose, you know, pick a couple of things that you want to do. You don't have to do them all. Yeah. That's a really good, really good reminder that mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. Kids, the things kids are going to remember most, most likely I'm no psychologist. My mother's a licensed psychotherapist, so uh, she can tell me if I'm right. But they're gonna they're gonna remember the experiences of the time spent, and you know, if I if I throw the frisbee with the kids on the beach, they're gonna remember mm -hmm. that experience more than yeah. you know necessarily something crazier than that. Um, right. So, and I think too, even to that point. I think when we talk with our kids about why we're doing it, right? Like, what is the point of going? And we have, if they're old enough to, you know, and, mm -hmm. and depending on the age of them, you can have different types of conversations. But, you know, when we had that, I told them, I said, I better not hear you fighting in that backseat. You know, I, I was pretty stern on that. Not a peep out of them, not a single thing because they really wanted to go. Mm -hmm. But when we were deciding on those two or three activities to do, you know, we had the conversation said, listen, we want this to be a fun vacation and it's not within our budget to be able to do everything. And we want to give you guys the experience of a couple of things. So what are your top picks, you know? <laughs> so let's pick out and, and whatever we draw, that's, those are the things that we're going to do, right? They were more at, at nine and 13 years old. They were more than thrilled to be able to, they understood. Yeah. They weren't upset about it at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we as parents think that our kids are going to be upset because we can't do everything. You know what? If you use the right language and you explain why your kids will understand. Yep. They really will. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like it. I like um, it. Um, mm -hmm. What I want to reiterate real quick about 
entertainment is so I kind of alluded to it, but I want I want to call it out explicitly. And that is my big downfall when I was budgeting for entertainment is I was being mindful of what it was going to take to get us into whatever experience, whether that was a theme park or otherwise. What I wasn't planning on is the spending that goes on there until, so that was our trip in 2017. Last summer, uh, we took a trip to California because that's another easy drive, right? Um, we had leftover season tickets to Six Flags because of the COVID year. So I didn't even have to pay to get in. Uh, just gasoline, you know, drove our own car, gasoline to get there, food, that sort of thing. But what I finally did, or I don't know that last year was the first year I thought about it. It was the first year that I really realized what I did. Um, and that was before we even went, I budgeted with the wife and I said, here's the spending money for all of the knickknacks all all that stuff that she very much likes to get for the kids and the kids kind of i could not care less about any of that stuff but i had to like i had for me i had to get over that right it, it this was about an experience for my family and if i can carve out some money to say because otherwise what happens in all the other times is the questions come like, Hey, can we get this? Can we get that? And if it was, if it was part of like, if it was just part of the entertainment budget, so we were talking like you and I, at the beginning of this, we're talking about how it's not enough just to have a vacationing budget, but that it should be broken down into these five things. But when you get to entertainment, you might even want to break it down just a little bit further between yeah. like the cost of admissions and stuff and and then money just to spend on whatever you want to spend it on whether and so being able to give that to my wife and then she and the kids just managed it however they felt instead of coming to me like hey can we get this 20 dollar t-shirt to which i would like why in the world is anybody spending 20 dollars on a t-shirt I let go of it. Right. right. So you want to talk about not so only being guilt free, but mm -hmm. also just being free of like the stress or the judgment that comes with, do you really need that? Like, yeah. It all goes away and you actually enjoy your vacation. Yeah. So I think I budgeted like $300 for that, which I wasn't real thrilled about like in the moment, but once I gave her the $300 and she managed it, then when my kids were like, look what I got, dad, instead of being like, how much did you spend on that? I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, like what? Mm -hmm. I just, I was able to enjoy the whole experience much more and have better reactions to the things that excited my kids. I love that. And, you know, kids, they want those souvenirs. Right. I mean, they want it when you go to the grocery store, let's just be honest. So why do you think you can get out of a, you know, vacation without buying that stuff when you can't get out of a grocery store? Right. But, um, I really love that, that it, it just takes some of the, the stress out of it. You know, let's just budget. You don't have to necessarily agree with it or want it or mm -hmm. because it's not important to you, but it's important to them at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really good point. And I think something that frankly, I know I can use to remember 
Yeah. Right. Cause sometimes I get into my own head thinking, why would you want to do, you know, that's right. crap. You don't want to, it's going to break in five minutes. Yep. You can have a conversation with them, but that's something because kids very much attach things to memories because that's what they know. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, so I think that's, um, it's a great point. Um, and something that I always have, you know, my clients, when we're putting together mini budgets, right. We go through all of these things step-by-step, step. you know, what is this really going to, to cost you? Yeah. Right. What, what's, um, and, you know, and I want to mention, if you don't mind real quick, you know, about food, you know, I've got a, um, a friend and she says, Sarah, when we go on vacation, she said, I don't want to cook at all. You know, she's like, that's my time to get out of the house. I've got a lot mm -hmm. of kids. I don't want to cook right to each their own. I love cooking and I don't mind doing it. And when we go on vacation, um, and honestly, even with RVing, right, we don't eat out a lot. I'm pretty particular about food, okay. <laughs> just to be honest. But with the kids, one way that we um, saved some money, right, and, and within our food budget is we stayed at like places like hotels that had the free continental mm. breakfast, yeah. right? Because that gives them, I'm not a big breakfast eater, but my kids, if, if that provides them some food, you know, I can grab an apple to go or a yogurt or something, right? But it allows us to sit down, get a pretty decent meal, because those continental breakfasts are pretty darn good, mm -hmm. right? And it saves us at least paying for one meal yeah. a day, right, yeah. on our trip. And, and when you've got kids especially, it really does add up to those little things. And, you know... Another thing too is go to a grocery store and even pack some snacks along with you during the day, mm -hmm. right? Kids get hangry. I get hangry, right? <laughs> so keep some snacks along with you. Mm -hmm. um, it does help on just the overall food budget with eating out because then you're not, you know, you're providing, you're keeping your blood sugars up during the day, right? You're keeping your energy with just some snacks. It really helps. Um, so just some tips, right? We're all busy. We're doing something. Kids get cranky. If you've got some snacks along with you, it just makes everything a little bit more pleasurable. So yeah. just a couple of, um, you know, extra tips there. And, and I'll throw in, don't be afraid to cook just because you're on vacation. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting a, a suite that's got a kitchen, right? Or if mm -hmm. you're at an Airbnb, right? There's a full kitchen there. I don't think there's anything wrong with going to the grocery store and picking up a few meals to have at home. Yeah. Yeah, definitely with the yeah, Airbnb, yeah. uh, you know, like if you're if you're kind of escaping, escaping to, to I, for me, it's for escaping me, the heat of Phoenix heat to of maybe Phoenix, go and enjoy something a little bit uh, uh, more tolerable. Um, I don't mind making the ne the next place feel like home and, and cooking yeah. inside. You know, it sounds like what you're really suggesting, Sarah, is that people not only have a plan for their money, but maybe a plan for their whole vacation, right? Like right. Just, just kind of plan these little things, right? Like if you have a backpack on you that has some, some uh, snacks in it or whatever, and, and you can tie a child over until the next meal with that, like, it's just about having, being kind of thoughtful and mindful of those things. Um, so that you can enjoy your vacation because that's what vacation's supposed to be. Right. And I think sometimes I know I'll speak for myself as a parent. When I, my kids were very young, I always had like the goldfish and the, you know, the Cheerios, like the little snacks, but as they got older, quite honestly, 
I'm thinking they're older. I don't carry a diaper bag. I don't need all that stuff. It was probably more important or just, <laughs> certainly just as important as they're older, right? That's right. And so um, keep those. It'll keep everybody a little bit happier. But yes, to your point, just make a plan. Take some time to so you can decide um, and put some thought in how you want your vacation, your travel to go. Yeah. I'm reminded of something I said earlier, and I want to make sure that it uh, wasn't lost on any of the listeners who were like, Nino, you promised spontaneity. Like, you can plan for spontaneity. In case you missed it, that $300 that I gave to my wife to manage how she wanted for um, for things like souvenirs and whatnot, that's how, like you can do stuff like that where you set aside money just to spend on whatever, and that's how you get to be spontaneous while at the same time being responsible. And in that instance, all it is, is it's about giving yourself permission to do something, but with a limit so that you don't go, you know, crazy. Right. Right. I think they're all good points. And, and I think it just allows, um, you know, here's one other tip. I'll just share. We, we went to, um, went on a vacation with my son is 18th birthday. And we found a place that was a buffet. And um, it was like 25 bucks a person. You know, when you've got an 18-year-old boy that could really eat you out of house and home, mm-hmm. literally, um, and you find a buffet, I would say take advantage of it. Because at 25 bucks a person, while the meal costs, you know, a little over $100 with drinks and everything else, right? I'll just share with you. He ate 48 ribs, 48 <laughs> ribs. You got your money's worth. Four, eight chicken strips, eight chicken strips, some sides, couple of drinks in there, and an eight layer piece of chocolate cake. I will tell you that was the best $25 I have ever spent in my entire life. And the waiter kept coming by our table and he's like, I'll just get these, you know, I'll just get the evidence out of the way here. And I'm like, you guys are losing money on us tonight. But those types of things, right? I mean, I think you can still have a really great time um, and still be mindful of what you're spending. You know, if I can share anything with anybody, you know, as my kids got older, truthfully, and I got... We, we moved in our, our financial journey a little bit and felt more comfortable and started, you know, just communicating better. Our vacations honestly got a little bit, they got much less stressful because we started planning differently. And I can look back, that vacation was one of the best ones, you know, 18 year old kid, you know, 15 year old, my daughter was about 15, 14, 15, one of the best vacations we've ever had. And, and you know, we did it, I thought very mindfully and, um, it was amazing and there wasn't guilt associated with it. Right. We didn't, um, we didn't go into debt with it. And I just want to share this as encouragement for people that you can have a really great vacation and not spend tens of thousands of dollars on it. Right. I mean, we did that one for under five and that was airfare and rental and staying in a, um, you know, an Airbnb and going to a buffet, right? I mean, just having one of the best times and not saying no to things. And it was under $5,000 for the four of us is almost four adults, right? I yeah. mean that, so I want to just put that encouragement out there that you can have really great times and still be mindful of the money that you're spending. Yep. Yeah. 
And on that note, I kind of want to wrap with this idea. And that is, we were talking, we've been talking about being able to take a vacation and make family memories, um, even while you might have other financial goals that you're, you're trying to achieve, like getting out of debt, saving for a house, what have you. Not only can you do these things simultaneously, I want you to, one of the things I really like to have my clients do whenever they're, they're going to make a big purchase decision is I want you to look at your timeline. So earlier I said, you know, my family's more important to me than paying off the student loans like six months earlier. Well, where did I come up with that? Well, if my trip cost me $3,000 and if I'm normally sending an extra $500 towards a debt every single month, I'm going to be in debt six months longer than I normally would have been. But when, like, if I was six months away, then I probably wouldn't have done it. But since at the time I was still like three years away, because I don't know if you guys have been listening, but I had a lot of student loan debt because I'm an idiot. So I decided I'm not waiting three years to have an experience with my family. I'm going to do this now. And it means not doing this other thing for six months. Mm -hmm. So it, it extends my time by six months, but I like this, that's the type, that's the level of nerd that I am, that I'm thinking of timeline and how does this affect it and how much longer mm -hmm. will I be in debt? And, and just, Basically, when you have all of these aha moments, like when you calculate all of these costs ahead of time and you kind of build a spreadsheet or just put them down on paper or whatever it is that you do, and you realize, okay, for us to have the type of vacation we want to have, it's going to cost us $4,500. Then you got to ask yourself, are you okay with that? And if you're doing mm -hmm. other things, will the amount of time that you keep yourself in debt like, does that bother you? And and you get to wrestle with how you feel about all of those different things. And then all I would encourage you to do is, we said this earlier, I want to reiterate it right here at the end. Don't go deeper into debt for your vacation. Set aside the $4,500. Have it. Then go and do the whole thing on a credit card if you want to, but have that money in ready to go so that the moment you get back and that bill comes due and all the new charges are there and it's $4,325, you're like, boom, I paid it off. Yeah. I didn't pay an ounce of interest. I didn't put my money at risk while going on this vacation. And you do it guilt-free and you actually enjoy yourself. And you give yourself, I'm going to take that even a step further that you show yourself that what is possible, mm. right? You really show yourself that all of this is possible. And um, I <clears throat> I think oh no, so many of us don't do that, right? Celebrate when you get home. And I don't mean spending that extra money. I mean, <laughs> giving yourself a high five, right? Doing a cheers, doing a, a dance party in your kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. Celebrate the fact that you made this happen and you have done such an amazing job of planning, sticking with your long-term goals, deciding what was really important 
to you, doing what feels good, right? That's within reason and you didn't go into debt to make this happen. Those are things that need to be celebrated because those are the real wins here. Yep. 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 Well, I want to thank all of our listeners for hanging out with us. We've gone on quite a journey, pun intended. (laughs) And um, always a pleasure, Sarah. Thank you for your insights and and for a uh, a stimulating conversation. It it was a good one. I I think this is so important. And, you know, um, I think it's going to help a lot of people. I hope to all the listeners out there, I hope that this really gives you guys some insights and, and gives you encouragement, right, to know that, you can take a vacation. You can travel even when you're working in other areas. 100%. And if you need any help doing that, uh, if you want to sit down with either Sarah or I, you can uh, find links to do so in the description. Um, if you need a helpful tool to help you budget for travel, you can visit newmoneyhabits.com and download uh, some of our helpful tools there by clicking the helpful tools button. And uh, I think that does it for this time. As always, we will continue the conversation next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.